Hi everybody, today we're gonna to dive into the subject that has eluded too many women for too long a time. That persistent gut pain and digestion issues that truly defy conventional medicine. We're gonna explore the often overlooked but critical link between your hormones, particularly cortisol and your gut health. And I'm gonna talk about how imbalances make you feel stuck and unwell. And together, we're gonna to discover how my holistic approaches to reclaim your gut health and understanding your body will help you find harmony in your gut. Welcome friends, you are listening to the Nourishing Nutrition Podcast and I'm your host, Eleanor Dooley. And if you're seeking a deeper understanding of your body and how your hormone health relates to how you feel, you are in the right place. As a functional medicine nutritionist, I specialize in holistic hormone health for women. And I take the latest research, my clinical expertise, and my own personal experiences and create a safe space for you to learn and stay curious. Remember, this podcast provides information and inspiration. It is not for medical diagnosis or for treatments. So if you have any questions, please reach out, but consult your doctor before making any changes. Now, are you ready to dive in? Let's get started. Welcome everybody. I'm so glad to be back. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Nourishing Nutrition Podcast. We're going to be talking about gut health today and particularly what that actually means for you and what are some action steps that you can take to improve the relationship between your gut and your other hormones health. Just a reminder, when we're talking about cortisol, we refer to this or you might have heard it called the body stress hormone. And it's a really important part of understanding how our body metabolizes food, how it rests and restores, because cortisol plays a pivotal role in the gut-brain connection. When chronic stress triggers the release of excess cortisol, it can disrupt the balance of the gut microbiota. And this leads to inflammation, digestive discomfort, and even things like IBS. By addressing both gut health and cortisol regulation holistically, we can really unlock the key to not only getting to the root of gut pain and digestional problems, but really getting to the balance of hormones and cortisol throughout our whole body. So that's kind of what we're going to dive into today. Um, so Let's start off by talking about how imbalances in the microbiota can lead to increased cortisol, because that's really what I'm searching for when women come to me and I see on their Dutch testing that their cortisol is very high. I'm looking for the reason that it's high, whether it's high stress, whether it's unknown gut infections, um, specific types of gut bacteria can be quote unquote off. They can be high when they're not supposed to be high or low when they're not supposed to be low, or they can be in the wrong place. 
So common disruptions in gut microbiota balance might involve a decrease in beneficial bacteria, things like bifidobacterium or lactobacillus, if you've ever heard those terms, or it could be an increase in harmful bacteria like E. coli, we know that one, um, clodrostridum, um, there's other bacteria that we don't really want to proliferate in our gut. These imbalances stress the body out. It, and when the body's stressed out, the brain perceives there's a problem, your body's gonna make more cortisol because that's what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to release this hormone to help us cope with the inflammation in the body. Imagine your gut is a garden. And when it's flourishing with diverse, healthy plants, which are the beneficial bacteria that we need, everything grows harmoniously and very fruitful. And then we look at if there's overgrowth in weeds, like harmful bacteria, it can disrupt the balance, right? It can choke out good plants or beneficial bacteria. It can um, deplete nourishment from the soil. These weeds send the signal to your brain that there's a stressful situation. We need more cortisol to help sort this situation out. But taking care of your gut garden can help keep your hormones and overall health in balance. So that's what we're gonna talk about today. How do we keep our garden clean and weed free and just producing fruitful outcomes? Okay, but in order to do that, we're gonna talk about the weeds. We're gonna talk about the toxins that actually influence the state of your gut and what is harmful to it. Because there might be things in our everyday life that we don't really pay that much attention to and it can really have a big impact. And the good news is that shifting, you know, lifestyle things like that aren't really a, that big of a deal. They're not comparative to like deprivation dieting and counting calories and doing these sort of hard things. These are easy swaps that we can really just create an awareness for. And so the very first thing, the first toxin that comes to the very top of the list are things like pesticides and herbicides, specifically uh, one called glyphosate, if you've ever heard that. So these are residues that come from conventionally grown fruits and vegetables, and they are bad for the gut. They destroy good cells, they promote um, proliferative growth of bad cells, and it just causes inflammation immediately in our system. So that's a cortisol maker right there. Uh, processed foods, we know this stuff. This is sort of, you know, health 101. We need to look at any artificial additives, preservatives, coloring, you know, trans fats, unhealthy fats, um, we can handle them once in a while, but if they are a consistent part of our intake, that's when it becomes an issue for our gut. Um, we also have things like environmental pollutants, um, things like heavy metals that are in the air, chemicals that are in the air, they get absorbed into our bloodstream and create inflammation in the body phthalates and BPA. So these are plastics or when they're absorbed into the body, they're called microplastics. They 
adhere to hormone receptors, preventing our actual good, clean estrogen that we're making, preventing that from being put in the estrogen receptor because there's already phthalates there because they are chemically similar and the body you um, the body connects the receptors connect to the chemical rather than the actual hormone that we need causing inflammation and a need for cortisol antibiotics we know this now maybe if you were raised in the 70s 80s or 90s like me um you perhaps were given antibiotics at the drop of a hat and we now know that it's harmful to good good gut bacteria because it wipes everything out and this creates a need to make more the body feels in a stress state because it knows it needs to make more raising our cortisol things like artificial sweeteners if you're drinking um diet sodas or sodas at all really, but diet sodas in particular, uh, because it has artificial sweeteners. If you're using things like Splenda, um, those types of things add stress to the body. Alcohol and excessive caffeine use, these substances can irritate the gut lining. And when the lining, the protection of the gut from the outside of your body, the outside of your gut so your bloodstreams on one side the insides of your guts are on the inside the lining the mucosal layer in between can get beat up and disrupted and holes can be poked in it by things like alcohol and excessive caffeine so that also creates an imbalance and a need for cortisol to be made um, chronic stress now we're going to break this down in future episodes because our understanding of stress, or at least mine for the longest time, was my schedule and um, you know stressful friendships and relationships. And those are all completely valid things, but there is much more to the stress picture than just our peripheral stress. Um, and that's kind of what we're talking about today with gut stuff that is causing a raise in cortisol. Another one that you might not realize, um, a raise in cortisol can be caused by inadequate sleep. So we can't always control when our body sleeps, even if we're in bed and we're laying there looking at the ceiling, you know, and we're hoping sleep comes. That um, can be stressful in itself. But what we're really looking at to improve is the sleep patterns and habits that we have around sleep. Do we have good nighttime routines? What does that look like? Um, are there things that are disrupting our sleep that, that we can improve upon? So, um, so we really wanna look at those things. We want to get organic foods. We wanna cut out pesticides and artificial chemicals and um, those kinds of things so that it will relieve some of the need for cortisol. It will make our brain feel safer in, in that environment. So I get many, many questions on social media about probiotics because, you know, there was this big wave of information about five to seven years ago when I first um, started grad school in nutrition about probiotics. Everybody needs to be taking probiotics. Like we weren't one day and all of a sudden now we're 
all taking all of the probiotics. I see them on Instagram. Every other ad is fix your gut, fix your gut. Here's the probiotic. So I want to talk for a second about some of the pitfalls of taking random probiotics from random people. Um, or even if your doctor is recommended, just take a probiotic. I do want to be clear that probiotics, there are billions with a B of strains of probiotics. Meaning if I told you to go take one, you have a one in many billion chance in taking exactly what you need. So let that sink in for a second. You have more of a chance of winning the Powerball, I think. My husband keeps buying those tickets. I'm not exactly sure what we're doing there, but you are not gonna hit the nail on the head is the point, okay? So each person, each individual has a unique microbiome. You have been through a lot of different shit than I have. Me, I've had three kids vaginally. That's much, much different than somebody else. Even if you've had three kids, I guarantee you we've had many different exposures. Um, I've lived overseas. I've lived in rural communities. I've lived in city communities. I've So my microbiome story is so unique that what I do for me is not going to be the right fit for you. Okay, so taking random probiotics is not going to address your specific microbial needs. It's just not. Um, different probiotic strains have specific functions and benefits. So taking random ones may or may not hit the nail on the head because what can happen is without knowing the state of your gut before taking them, you could inadvertently disrupt your existing balance. So even if you're experiencing imbalance, there are parts that are in balance. So if you look at a whole garden, right, there are some, you know, growths that are good. There's a patch of beautiful green grass and flowers and, and there's parts of it that are good. And so by sprinkling on this probiotic as a fertilizer, we may or may not be nourishing parts that need to be nourished in that way. Okay. Probiotics can be expensive. Okay. So you could potentially be wasting your resources on random probiotics and you don't have the proper guidance. Okay. Anybody that suggests a supplement to the masses to me is, is doing you a disservice because they don't know you. They don't know if you need magnesium. They don't know if you need zinc, right? We could all use little bits and pieces of mineral nutrients, but we don't know to what extent. Quality matters. Quality and viability of probiotics can vary so, so greatly. Um, and selecting random probiotics from, you know, Instagram influencers, TikTok people, buying them on Amazon, these kinds of things, while they might see, seem financially um, a better choice, they really, it really matters the quality that you're getting. So if you have questions about what brands are best, I use a brand called Cellcore, and they are the top 
uh, they're the gold standard of supplements. You cannot just get them on Amazon. You cannot just get them on random shelves and random pharmacies wherever you are. You have to get them from a licensed clinician because we hold them in the highest regard. We make sure that they're not expired and we make sure that they are the exact things that you need because taking the wrong ones or to, you know, going down the aisle in Whole Foods, you don't know how long that's been sitting on the shelf. And then before that, the truck, and then before that, the lab. And then, you know, you don't know where that's come from. And taking the wrong probiotic in excessive amounts can cause you digestional discomfort and side effects that you're not interested in having, like constipation, bloating, diarrhea, um, uncontrollable, um, you know, stomach cramps and things like that. So I wanna be super clear that getting the right supplements is not as easy as just Googling it. You have to get professional guidance and support, okay? The other piece to this is GI map. GI, of course, gastrointestinal mapping, is a tool that I use to identify specific gut issues and inflammation in each of my patients, okay? It's cost-effective because you get a comprehensive analysis. So you get to look at, are there parasites? Are there H. pylori? Are there different bacteria that are growing in places they should or shouldn't be? You get targeted treatment. So if we see that there is a particular strain that is off the charts or non-existent, we can go after that specific strain. You get timely results. By the time you send in your sample, it's two weeks before we get the results. We, I review them personally. Um, and we can also look at things for preventative health. So things that we might see developing that aren't a problem yet, we can address those so that they don't become a problem. Um, and this reduces unnecessary costs. So by investing in a GI map now, we're potentially preventing you from buying more unnecessary stuff that isn't going to work, okay? And think about it. If we're able to improve your quality of life, think of what you would pay to figure that out. That's what we're doing here. And I recently had somebody in my office say, well, what if we get the GI map back and we find that everything is, is perfect and we've got nothing to do? And I said, well... First of all, that's never happened like in the history of a GI map. <laughs> so that would be an anomaly. If that did happen, we would find things to improve, right? You might not be experiencing the worst pain of all, but you're gonna have something that we can work on. When we're looking at gut health, we are also looking at the influence of daily toxicity. So unless you, are going to clean everything up and then live in a bubble tomorrow, we're always working on ourselves. Okay, I recently had a patient, I was a woman who had unexplained, undiagnosed digestive discomfort. She had a lot of fatigue, brain fogs, and she could feel her body mood swinging. Okay. Um, you know, she went to dietitians and even some nutritionists, and she tried different supplements and diets but she didn't really see vast improvement. She, she saw, okay, I slept a little better last night or I had a, a, a good bowel movement, but it, I really didn't feel like something clicked into place. 
that's when we ordered the GI map. And it showed us that there was an overgrowth of harmful bacteria in her gut, which was causing inflammation. And as I started this episode saying, when we find that inflammation, it's going to create the need for more cortisol. And when that happens, it throws off all of our sex hormones. It throws off our ability to make estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, DHEA. So reeling this back in, I was able to create a targeted treatment that was guided by her test results, her symptomology, her health history. And I was able to look at the whole picture of what I was finding. We can find yeast, we can find fungus, mold, things that live in the body that can be throwing off our guts imbalance. And the cool part is this will restore energy. This will make you have a deeper connection with your body and your gut. And it opens the door to healing. Once we start healing, our body's able to be exposed to more things. So this means that we don't have to live a life of restriction because things bother our gut. If there's things in your diet, they're like, I just can't eat that. Like it, it gives me gas or it gives me a hard time. Being exposed to those things after we've healed, it allows us, our body to be able to tolerate those things. So that's really the cool part. We're, we're moving to a state of healing so that we can live our lives in a natural, normal flow instead of feeling scared and fear that we're going to be interacting with things that bother us. So I ordered GI map testing for my clients. If we haven't covered these imbalances through our first nutritional consultation, symptom tracking, and an analysis of health history, medications, supplements. So I get to look at the whole picture before I make a determination of what you need, what you need to buy, where you need to get it. I don't do that from the get-go because I don't know you yet. And I would warn you that anybody that makes suggestions without knowing you, probably not gonna be the best solution for you because there's a random chance what that person's saying is going to work. So some practical steps to improve your gut health. What can you do today? Well, we all wanna create awareness of the toxins in our life. If you've talked to me face-to-face, you've probably heard me talk about detoxing. Um, It's constantly um, a thing that I'm working on in my life. The products that I buy, the food that I buy for my family and my children, I'm doing my best. I am not perfect. I don't buy perfect things because there are no perfect things. I I do my best and I make the best choices. I buy organic fruits and vegetables because I know the chemicals in conventionally grown produce, not good. I eliminate any artificial sweeteners in my house. There's no diet products. There's no sweeteners. There's Even when my mother-in-law comes to visit, she has to bring her own coffee sweeteners because I just don't, I don't have it in my house. Um, And we've grown accustomed to that. And we use other things like organic maple syrup, um, honey, things that um, can be used as sweeteners, but 
we don't have to worry about it anymore. Um, so things that you can do is we want to reduce the unhealthy things in our life. That's what it comes down to. And we are all striving for this. So creating awareness of how it's affecting your gut and your hormones is going to help you make decisions about what to buy and what to have available to you. We also want to look at incorporating stress reduction practices. Of course, we always need this, whether that's meditation, whether that's um, sleep hygiene, looking at things that actually calm our nervous system rather than provoke it. So this is different for everybody. And I encourage you to really look for tools that fit for you. And if you have questions about that, please reach out to me and I can share with you some of the tools that I use and see what fits for you. You might not use the same tools I do, but I've got a lot of resources that you can try and incorporate to help you find that perfect fit. So it is important that you are consistent and patient, okay? I don't offer quick fixes, you guys. When patients come into my office, I tell them this might be a long road, but along the way, we're going to get those wins that are going to keep you motivated and keep you going. Because if you start feeling better, let me tell you, there's no better feeling of validation than knowing you are not in pain anymore or you're not dealing with symptoms that make you feel bad anymore because it's like a stair step we we take a step we do a little couple things you feel better we take the next step it's not always clear cut it's not always a perfect road but it's more like an onion we unravel each layer and then we find something new and incorporating gi map testing into my practice has exponentially sped up people's recovery and healing because I can get to the root of the matter that much quicker. So I hope this helped close the loop for you on this obscure sort of gut health stuff and hormone stuff and cortisol stuff. I have hopefully painted the picture of how they all relate to each other. And there's nothing, you know, that's good or bad or black or white. Every person has a different story to tell. And unless you get the specialized, specific information about you and your gut, it's going to be a long road, to, even a longer road to try to figure it out. But if you have the tools in place and we have the information and the data from your body, your health history, your medication history, and all of the things you've been through, then that gives us much more information and data to be equipped to quickly get you feeling better. So that is how gut health is related to hormone health. We want to reduce inflammation and the need for our brain to make cortisol in the body that doesn't need to be there. We need cortisol for certain things, but if we can heal gut infections and imbalances in the gut, we don't need to be spending our cortisol on that. I hope this was helpful and informational for you. If you have any questions or you wanna just set up a free chat, I always have 20 minute chats available on my calendar every week. 
for people that just have questions and people that want to learn more about their own bodies. So I encourage you to sign up for one of those. They're available virtually, or if you're in the Dallas Fort Worth area, please come and see me in person. I would love to meet you and give you a big hug and tell you that we're going to figure it out. We're going to figure it out together. So I hope to see you on my calendar and until next week, I will talk to you later. Thanks for tuning in to the nourishing nutrition podcast. If this podcast has meant something to you, or maybe you learned something or wanted to share it with somebody that you love, please leave me a review on Apple podcasts or Spotify. Be sure to follow me on all social media outlets on Instagram at holistic.hormone.specialist. And you can always check out my latest programs and offerings from my website, nourishingnutrition.net. See you next time.